If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our show. I'm going to start with a little introduction. How's that? That okay? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do it. She's a writer, producer, and television showrunner. As a screenwriter, she's known for creating New Girl, the rom com. (laughs) You good? (laughs) Are you okay? I'm I'm so good. Guys, it takes me like at least only 14 times to read something through to get it, get it out properly. Okay. Guys, she's a writer, producer, television showrunner, and as a screenwriter, she's known for No Strings Attached, ABC sitcom Single Parents, and Bless This Mess. And she was nominated for an Emmy for writing and producing the critically acclaimed Hulu drama The Dropout. She's also an accomplished playwright. And guys, she created New Girl. Okay. Please welcome the one, the only, also the hottest writer I know, <laughs> Liz Merriweather. 
Liz. Liz. Uh, Liz, you obviously don't know many writers. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I would just want to be clear because this is audio that I am not hot. <laughs> you are very hot. You are very hot. Very hot. What's up? Welcome to welcome to our show. I'm so excited to be here. This is amazing. I'm. I can't believe you guys are doing this. Uh, it's- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is how much we love the show and love yeah. each other. That we're all back, still hanging out every week. That's what you did. That's what you did. No, we miss. We miss you, though, Liz. We miss you. I know. I miss you. So guys nice too. to see your and face. It's really nice to be here, like talking to you guys about the show because it's like. It was. I don't know. I like. I, I. It's such a crazy experience of being like so close to so many people, and then Nick, it just ending, and you're like having to kind of move on with your life. No, we <laughs> love. We love it, and it, yeah. it's true. It's like I feel like the only thing you can kind of compare it to is like going to like middle and high school with like the same group of people that you get yeah. really close to, and all of a sudden you graduate, and you're like, wait, I don't get to see those people every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's I know. so strange. It's, it's very strange, and also I think all of us were like, you know in our like 20s or early 30s and then it's it, it was just like a real like period of time in our lives you yeah, know that was me. like a bit sure yeah. Yeah. okay all right good, good well job. i was only 19 so it was kind of yeah. weird <laughs> we're babies we we're just <laughs> <babies>. children <laughs> well we got you we got you here um and we're we're very excited about it uh we've been talking about it for a long time i know fans have been talking about it for a long time you know, and this this won't be a traditional interview episode. We're not going to interview you. You know, you've answered. You've so answered enough questions. questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might ask you a question here or there, but this won't be that uh, typical interview episode of Welcome to Our Show. Instead, we're going to actually, you know, break down an episode with you. Uh, it's the finale of season one. We're just going to talk about it a little bit, maybe share some thoughts that we have on this episode and just go through it a little bit and play some games, some weird games which, you know, which we do so well here. I'm going to start by just giving a little quick uh, recap of the episode for folks out there who maybe hadn't seen it in a while. Uh, So here we go. On this week's episode, everyone is in love, but they're too afraid to say it. So Jess, she grows desperate to convince Nick to stay at the loft as his move out day is slowly, slowly approaching. So some of what Jess must, uh, what, what she said must have sunk in with Nick, obviously, because he starts to freak out. He starts to go a little crazy on his way to Caroline's apartment, and he ends up driving the guys to the desert. Now, for a second, it seems like Nick has calmed down a little bit, but when Winston mentions taking him to Caroline's, Nick tosses his keys off of a cliff. What a stupid move. Now, Jess arrives to save the day, obviously, but seeing Nick in a hurry to get to Caroline causes Jess to also, quote-unquote, throw her keys into the wilderness as well. So a stupid move. Now, then... Uh, Schmidt tells Jess he's breaking up with Cece because he doesn't think that he can make her happy, which he probably cannot. Uh, now, she begins to view her actions as selfish and encourages Nick to follow his heart, which he does right back to the loft. Now, let's get back to the podcast and let's dive right on in. Do you remember this, guys? Yeah. Do you remember all this? I remember it because I yeah. just watched Liz, it. This was your yeah, story, I just right? watched it. You came up with the... The story for this first hearing, season finale. Hearing the recap just tells you like how convoluted. <laughs> 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 like, I, was like, I mean, there was 
so many pro- there's so many like holes in this story like I, the, I mean not to mention like where we shot it you could see cars going by and just, <laughs> so it's like clearly like they could have gotten to civilization like very easily also any of like anybody could have found anyone's keys like within an hour you know like it's not like there's not like they're not like throwing them into like the ocean anything yeah it's like it's it's like one of those uh episodes that's i mean the the finale it's like the first season is so exciting but uh, we were also just all so wiped out we were so tired and that you could kind of like see that in the (laughs) story breaking but i still it's still i still love it so much and i have like a really like deep love of it because i feel like it was you know it was just such an accomplishment that first season i just remember being like i can't believe that you know we're doing a finale <laughs> like this show um <laughs> where did that initial idea come from like i saw that this this story was by you right you are the one who came up with this season finale and so where did that idea come from for nick to just keep driving <laughs> and end up in the desert first of all the credits aren't always um <laughs> accurate in terms of like who does what um and I don't honestly remember I think it was probably um I don't I don't remember like who came up with like the specifics of the story I remember being really excited about him having all of his stuff from his room and just being able to like set up his room in the desert and like that and I really loved the visual of that and just kind of like all of you guys like sitting out in the de- in the desert with like his stuff and, you know, like bundled up with his clothes. And, and I, I also loved the the mixtape and the like music and the kind of like that, 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 those crazy old songs. And I love that. I love that frame of the mixtape is like one of my favorite things about this episode is that like the mixtape kind of like moves the story along. Um, Like it bookends it. And then, you know, like it, it also makes like those moments memorable. Like each moment like kind of has a song associated with it. And then they're like kind of, you know, a lot of them are from the 90s and then, you know, there's obviously that ACDC song like at the very end, but but it's 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 a it's a fun way to kind of like get that like the um, kind of like nice accompaniment to like the emotional arc of the episode. Yeah, it I I really love that part. Too. I love that part of the episode much more than the uh t- the details of the plot <laughs> which are not amazing but like i i think it it's it, it's like a really i think classic new girl story in that <laughs> like i said there's like problems with the structure but it and i love that sort of not a lot happens like i i i think like what the story feels like it's more of a almost a vibe you know where you're just like okay it's a bunch of people in the desert kind of freaking out about moving forward and so they're just stuck there um and there's a literal moving van you know so I, it just like I, I thought that that was a kind of good feeling to, to it's the like a one that, act that play yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, I, the, I really like that thing, about it the other thing I say is like I I, I know you said in the recap which like I said, was a difficult to follow, but (laughs) the, um, but you were saying in the recap that everyone was in love, but I actually think that what was tricky about this, this episode was that 
Jess couldn't realize that she was wanting Nick to stay because she was in love with him. Like it, that wasn't happening yet, you know? So I right. think there was a little bit of, and, and Nick couldn't also realize that he, that it all had to be subtext between them, but they had to kind of make these big decisions for some reason or another, you know? So I yeah, think and like Winston that, that was, was afraid was of the tricky. dark. Yes. Everyone was, afraid. <laughs> Winston was just roaming around. In the fucking yeah. I was going to, I was going to say that. I was like, I feel like you brought me on this podcast to like formally apologize to you. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning, one, Liz. Season well, one, emotionally. For your, uh, for your story in this episode. <laughs> Where is Winston at emotionally when he comes up the hill with pants tied around his head? That's what I want to know. He's in love with an animal he probably just spent the we night never, with. We, we definitely never revisited your fear of the dark on the show. Like that never resurfaced. Um, he, did we need to? It. He conquered it. That's what happened out there. He conquered it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the, the the best things about the episode when I rewatched it, I realized, and it's kind of one of those like art blurring into life and vice versa things, um, is that we all were so tired. It was a long season and we did it and we were all literally in the desert. It was like, yeah. I feel like a, over an hour drive and we had to all be there all day. It was dusty and hot. <laughs> and you yeah. just see moments, you genuinely see moments of um, Jake instead of Nick. Like when he's doing <laughs> breakfast at Tiffany's, his character is supposed to be obsessed with that song. And he doesn't know the words. And it's just Jake being like, I'm just going to bop, bop, bop my way through it and just commit. And that's just Jake. And you see Max when he's trying to hold uh, Jake back. When he kisses Lamar. him on the mouth at the end. Oh, at the end, yeah. Max Greenfield. Not no, this is... <laughs> This is in the Shred. desert. You see Max break out of the fight with the biggest smile on his face <laughs> that he was just hugging Jake like that. And that's just pure Max. That was not a Schmidt moment. And I, it was just nice to see like all of these, these um, I don't know, parts of ourselves just kind of we bleed were through tired. into the show. We were all very yeah, tired. No, and and it say, worked. I feel like it was like, it was the beginning of that, like, yes. the, the, like the fusing of, of, it was like the, the character with the actor, you know, I feel like at, by the end of season one, it was like, we, I, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I was like mm-hmm. shocked that it was that big of a hit and I was exhausted and it felt like both exciting and like the end of a marathon. Like I just was, I was at the I was running on fumes at that point yeah. and I feel like mm-hmm. everyone was. And so, you know, it's like at that, at that point, I think we were all like a little bit giddy too. Like it was kind of like, Oh my God, this is over. For- yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. It was like, the last like, have a break. And like, it, you know. it, it's a great like analogy because I don't know if anybody has ever been to like the end of a marathon. Like when you see people running off, I've done a few. Yeah. It is insane because <laughs> People like literally like just start crying, mm-hmm. collapse, like are are euphoric. There's so many different emotions like at the end of like a very, very long run. Like I did feel like at the end, like we had so many emotions. It was very satisfying. It was very like exciting to to finish it. But we also like did 24 episodes. Like I'd never done even like, I mean, I think I'd done like a few episodes of TV, but I'd never done anything but movies before this. I hadn't done 24 episodes of TV is a lot. I could tell you for me that this is, I think it's because of the exhaustion. 
was where I felt like this episode definitely helped me uh, as far as character development. Um, prior to this episode, I know I, I was I I talk about it all the time how in my head I was. Um, I was just trying to keep up with everyone and trying to figure out who this character was. And this episode, probably because of the exhaustion, you know, I, there was a lot of freedom for me to just say a bunch of silly shit. And I, and, <laughs> you know, and it worked. And I thought, man, this is, so that's what everyone has been doing on this show. <laughs> everyone is just being silly. And, like, uh, I don't have to be uh, really good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I, it's, it's fine that I got small fingers. It's fine. Uh, and uh yeah so i think that 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 the exhaustion for sure definitely helped me and the storyline obviously did silly shit i'm afraid of the dark and then there were wolves and (laughs) i think that type of stuff definitely helps prepare you for uh for the future of the of the you know a seven a seven season run for sure i want to ask a question to everybody it's like take a survey has anybody spent meaningful time with a coyote like before this experience? <laughs> I've seen him down a road and I yeah. no- nod respectfully yeah. and I back away. <laughs> yeah, they run through my neighborhood, but that's about it. Did you ever spend meaningful time with a coyote before this episode? Oh my God, I was just going to say, like, I, I, I remember, like, that is what I remember, like, so clearly was like, because we were shooting, we were shooting nights. But, mm-hmm. but like the night was like we were shooting night at the end of the week, I think that because we would mm-hmm. always schedule the nights for the end of the week. And that that was really when I was just like I was living in like a dream state. And then I <laughs> was like, I think it was like one of the last things we shot. And there was it was just the the amount of like everyone like everyone has to be still and quiet and like standing up against like up against the rock or something, <laughs> and then like this like cage with a coyote came like walk was like walked down like past all of the crew members who were like standing quietly, and I was like, like when Terri- was I- <laughs> I was like yeah, I was like <laughs> no comment, but like yeah, I think like I was like so terrified it was just like oh my god what is this coyote gonna do and then like they open the cage and it's like this little guy it's like this little (laughs) cute like like coyote that looks like really cute and well fed and like well taken care of and like all this stuff and then I was like oh my god we we wrote this whole scene where like Nick and Jess are so afraid of this coyote that they're frozen for like a really long time together, like stuck there. And then, and then you would like cut over to the coyote and it was like the cutest little like, <laughs> animal. And it was like, nothing about this episode makes any sense. Like story. <laughs> like, they obviously would have just like walked away from that. <laughs> coyote like what was that like what was that coyote gonna do to them like I was so that was like so crazy and I also remember biz like for, I don't remember the details but like we definitely couldn't get we couldn't get the coyote to like do anything we needed it to do and we definitely couldn't get the coyote to look scary at all and so it was just and we had like we were like running out of time and like you know so it's just like putting a camera on this like poor sweet sweet little guy and like at, like trying to get him to like do anything that was at all menacing or like as if he were wanting to eat anybody or hungry i don't know i, Zoe, so I don't his know name you, was comanche do you remember oh. this his name was comanche 
The coyote's problem- name is Comanche. That's problematic. That's problematic. <laughs> um, and- Great. <laughs> Agree. Um, but he was, they were like, the, the, this was a lot of acting. Like there was a lot of acting because the coyote was scared of us. Like they were like, he's terrified of you. So we, like most of our side, there was like no coyote, obviously. The coyote wasn't doing off camera acting for us, but the coyote, <laughs> like whenever we were like all in a shot together, we basically couldn't move because the coyote would just literally run away because coyotes are scared. Coyotes are scared of humans. <laughs> what I like the most about this coyote is that he kept hissing. It was like a little hiss. <laughs> That's probably hissing. added afterwards. That, that was, Did he do his own added. ADR? That was added. Yeah. Lamar, I know. That was added. added. I that know. was probably you, Thanks, Lamore. They probably like, could you give us some few hisses? We just need them for the episode. Don't ask oh questions. Oh my god! I, no, I'm so glad you brought that up, Lamore. And I like totally forgot that we added that because we couldn't because it wasn't scary like at yeah. all. Oh my god! I totally forgot that. <laughs> you may as well have added to it because it still wasn't scary. The, was like, the coyote. <laughs> it, there was a lot of editing. There was a lot of acting. There was a lot of editing that that uh, had to be done to like really lift uh, the coyote up. Uh. I totally had forgotten the the like that we added those hisses, and I'm so glad that you brought it up because I was like, I, I like, I was like, we told like we that was the main issue was like it was not scary at all, and so we like needed to like put little like I don't know like as if that. That isn't scary. You're just like, what animal is that? Because coyotes don't. <laughs> so it's like maybe scary because you're like, is that an actual actually a coyote? Um, the other thing I remember, I feel like I actually watched the episode on television for some reason, which I never really had. To, I, I usually would watch the episodes online, um, but like they on on television, they had put. It's so, I mean, it sounds, it's like so old, like you actually watch it on television when it was airing, but like they put like a hashtag, um, meet meep, like over, <laughs> over Let's the make scene, meep, they meep were like, go viral. like hash, hashtag meet meep, it's but trending. I was like, I remember it was just like, I was like such a like artiste and I was like, they've ruined the scene, they've ruined the scene. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. One of my favorite things about that scene is that um, Nick is hiding behind Jess the entire <laughs> scene, like really <laughs> aggressively holding you, Zoe, and, and, and trying to small his body behind you. No, he wasn't hiding. He wasn't hiding. He was that trying to calm her down. He was trying to get her okay, to stop okay. saying meep, meep. He was trying to protect her. Okay. <laughs> She yeah. was using Jess as a human shield. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Do you guys remember <laughs> shooting the um, the dancing? Yes, yes. I remember. You know, it's actually funny because watching it, I'm like, everybody's got some moves. There's some good moves. <laughs> did Max I, do a backflip like, yes, onto the bed? A, he did a backflip. <laughs> he looked like he was made out of paper. I was like, how did he do that? Yeah, I, I did not dance. Um because my character wouldn't do that in that moment because I was all about character. And so <laughs> I just banged on the wall. <laughs> I was watching the dancing and all I could think was, wow, that looks exhausting. 
<laughs> and cathartic, maybe just yeah. to like go totally insane and get to do whatever you want feels good, but also exhausting. Yeah, not I feel me. like season one was the only time, like, I like Jake just got like more, like, less and less enthusiastic about doing any dance scenes, like, as the <laughs> show went on. And I remember, like, this this season, he like was like up for anything <laughs> like did the dance my question like, like, get it in while you can yeah exactly we talked about and, and then we'll go to a break but we talked about a little bit about the 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 music couple questions the budget must have been so high having you know unless these songs are just super cheap the music i don't budget, think so <laughs> the music budget acdc how bizarre breakfast at tiffany's that's insane. i know i mean i know we were like we I think because the finale as a whole wasn't that expensive, you know, like I think mm-hmm. it was like, okay, we're like going to this desert. I mean, I don't remember the details, thank God, but you know, and I, I can't <laughs> imagine that, that, that Comanche, the coyote was that expensive. And I don't know, but I, I also know that we'd like saved money for, for the finale and that, um, you know, at, at that point, like, like we were a big, we were a big hit and they were kind of like, okay, like, what do you, you know, like, do you want to, I guess like being a big hit was like, we'll pay for how bizarre. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you made it when, <laughs> um, so Liz. But we had an amazing, uh, music supervisor. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes. Like yeah, we did. That, so yeah. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go! Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously? Every... I'm your person. Every... Now we dance it out. Every... McDreamy? Every... McSteamy. Every... Grey's Ever, now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Welcome to our show. Liz. Yeah. Liz, Liz, Liz. So when we were talking about creating this podcast, it was really like spurred on... Um, one, because we missed each other. Um, but two, because we still all get approached, I'm sure you do, all the time by people who have these pretty involved questions, usually, about the show. And we do our best to answer them. But we are not the all-knowing like you are. So um, <laughs> we've been asking uh, listeners to I, send like, in their very questions. Luckily, I very luckily don't get approached very much because nobody <laughs> knows what I look like. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking the. They will the now week. because this is going online. <laughs> <laughs> so we have had people um, sending in their questions, voice notes, emails um, throughout our season here on Welcome to Our Show, and saving them up for you. So oh my here gosh, are okay. a couple cool. um, for you to solve the mysteries of New Girl with. Here we go. Hi all, my name is Lauren and I'm a huge New Girl fan as I'm sure many of your other listeners are. It's definitely a comfort show for me, especially as I enter my 20s and mid-20s. But my question pertains to guest stars on the show. I've read on a couple places online that there were some guest stars that requested to be part of New Girl, whether it was for a quick episode or a recurring storyline. And I'm just wondering if that's true. And if it is true, which guest stars were ones that requested to be on the show rather than the crew proactively going out and seeking them to be guest stars? Thanks. Ooh. Well, I Ooh. think Hannah. I think Hannah, you know the answer to this. So maybe <laughs> there was one big one that knocked on your door. That's for sure. 
Uh, well, Prince. it came to me came to me first, guys. <laughs> I got the weirdest email of all time. Like, I think, I mean, what was it? Season three that we had him on? Like, season two, I got this email like, hello, I am manager for legendary artist Prince. And I'm like, this is a, somebody is pranking me. Like, I this can't be real. And so I called my agent and I was like, can you see if this is really Prince's manager? And he checked it out and he was like, it appears to actually be his manager. <laughs> At which point I was like, okay. Um, but the email is written in uh, a I ransom turn note. Th- <laughs> it was. <laughs> Cut out magazine. It was a ransom <laughs> note. And, and they said, I have Prince. <laughs> I'm not letting him go until he gets to be on New Girl. I like, I like that the, man- the manager, I like that the manager felt the need to put like legendary artist Prince. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I, oh, I know who he is. <laughs> As opposed to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, pr- oh, that old guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Purple Rain there- Prince. Was there anyone else, Liz, that like came to you and said they'd love to be part of the show? I mean, that's honestly, I I guess after after that one, everything else kind of faded away. No, I I don't um <laughs> I, I don't remember that, but I remember like you know, I remember people being really excited to hear from us. I, I don't remember like other people. Did Taylor actively. Swift want to be on? I feel like Taylor Swift she, had watched, liked the show and that's she why liked, we reached she out to her. She liked the show. Yeah, I don't remember the details of like, I remember that she that she said that she watched it, but where did we hear that? Yeah. I did. <laughs> the, I was asked to, to give her an award. Um, okay. At, yeah, it was probably uh, for you. Like, yeah. American, it was like one of these big music billboard awards maybe in, in Vegas. And they were, they had asked me cause they said she loved new girl. And so maybe I kind of gave that info to casting. I remember being at a party, one of those fancy, I don't know, Emmy or something parties, Liz. And you were there. Were you invited I, to that party or did you? No, just... I cried. I was working. He, I was he catering. He was party. working. He was a little was, side job. I was catering the party. Um, <laughs> um, and I and I remember uh, speaking with Tay Diggs at the party. And oh. him him telling me how much he wanted to be on the show. And you were there. Oh. And I said, well, Liz Merriweather is right over there. And then I just remember him being on the show. I don't remember if you guys spoke. Oh, I don't God. remember what happened did i ha- i feel like if you'd been like liz Merriweather's right over there i would have like hid behind a bush or something like, been like i don't know where she went like she was right there that's crazy oh yeah I, I didn't remember that i mean the taylor swift thing was like i i just I, like i was such a huge fan of hers like obviously because i think her music is on the show like multiple times and they're <laughs> but like I remember, like, I, sh- they introduced, someone introduced me to her on set, and I, I just was like, hi, and then, like, kind of, like, walked away, because I was like, I can't actually speak t- to you, because I was gonna- in charge, somehow I became in charge of, like, handling people that were too famous for everyone else to handle, like, like, <laughs> Prince, no one wanted to talk to him, and he was, like, sitting by himself, and everyone was like, Zoe, go sit next to him, so I was like, okay, hey, Prince, how, how you doing, you having fun, you want some snacks or something, same with Taylor, like, everyone was too scared to talk to her, so I was like, all right. I sat with her while she got her makeup done. Got, I'm pretty sure I like got her some snacks. She was so low maintenance and low key. She was like, and we, I, I remember like Georgie, our makeup artist, gave her like 
she said I liked this like lip gloss thing and Georgie let her have it. And she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> I've never had lip gloss before. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sweet, you know, like, it's like, she's just a normal gal. But yeah, it, it, somehow like... I ended up spending that's these long hilarious. periods of time Zoe, with people so because <laughs> because everyone else was afraid of them. I think like so that go. is like Zoe. I feel like that's technically like should have been my job, but I'm like too awkward. <laughs> <laughs> too like I'm too nervous and awkward to like do that. So thank God we had you. So uh, honestly, yeah, that was her. like my when I was like uh, a kid. I was like the friendly kid that would be like when there'd be a new kid in class, they'd be like. So we go sit next to them. So I'd always be like the person like, hi, welcome to our class. So um, it, maybe it, maybe I was prepped for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah Lamorne, we had a handler that was like, keep Lamorne away from Taylor Swift. No, I'm just joking. That's, that's what it felt like. That's what, that's what it felt like. I never met her. I think, I think the schedule was actually changed. I was supposed to be working that day. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then the next day I come back into work. Everyone was like, man, how crazy was Taylor Swift? Oh, man, that was wild. And I was like, a couple questions. One, who is that? And then two, did I miss her? At the time, I don't think I knew who she was. It is like really wild. I mean, I know we should probably do another question, but it's wild like the like guest stars that became famous like after the show you know what i mean yes. like olivia, olivia rodrigo like i was like did you guys already talk about that like i was like i, I couldn't believe yeah you know <laughs> just like some of the people i was like i like oh, joey Dario. tiffany like, haddish oh my gosh yeah, yeah, yeah tiffany haddish oh my god and wait Alexander was tiffany Dario. on the show wait when yes. was she on the show i don't did i work with her no i think no, no. i don't think i worked max. with her me damon and max i want to say Oh my God, that's Randall. incredible! Who's had yeah, that Randall like Park. one line? Oh yeah, Randall on Park this show. Yeah. Oh, um, oh uh, uh, Quinta. Yep, Quinta. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Quinta um, Brunson. Oh, Sarah Baker, guys. Sarah Baker. She's so funny. She was on the Kaminsky Method. She's like one of the leads on that show. She's really, oh, yes. really funny. Oh, she yes. played the the person with the dog, like in one of the final episodes. Here's the thing. I feel like everyone talks about what was it, NCIS or whatever, and that shoots. Oh no, Law and Order. Sorry, that shoots in New York. Everyone talks about Law and Order in New York and how it's like a rite of passage, and every actor passes through it at some point. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the conversations I have around New Girl now, which is that everybody was at some point on the show, or and I'm sure Liz, you hear this too, is that they were almost on the show. (laughs) That's how people are like, oh, oh yeah. my God, I loved you, a new girl. I was almost on that show. I was almost on that show. Yeah. <laughs> or, every, or like every a, black, a law and order of every, LA. Every black Everybody actor that tested I know for thinks it. they were Everyone tested it. for it. <laughs> Everyone guest starred or almost Everyone guest starred. They were like this close to playing Winston. Everyone. <laughs> That's right. Every actor. Samuel Jackson. Motherfucker, I was this close. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah! I forgot. I I never told you, Samuel Jackson. That's really, we t- we tested him. We didn't offer. We tested him. Um, yeah, no, that it, it really was. I really feel like we got so lucky. We had so many amazing people, and like it because the tone the tone is weird. Like it's it's not. I mean, it w- I think it's less weird now. But I I remember just being like, we need actors who can 
do a dramatic scene and then also like do the stupidest, silliest, goofiest thing that you can imagine like at the same time. And like, mm-hmm. the, we, I like, we managed to like find those people, which was like great. I mean, the other, the funny thing was like also, you know, this, the network at, at that time was just so crazy about ratings and like, they were always like, big guest stars, big guest stars, because I guess Britney Spears had done an episode of How I Met Your Mother, and they kept using that as an example of, like, it it turned the show around, and suddenly everybody was watching it because Britney Spears was on it. (laughs) It was, like, so we were, like, that was, I think, part of the, like, get Taylor Swift kind of, like, thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was, you know, and obviously that's not how TV works, and, like, it's actually (laughs) about, like... (laughs) fans loving loving the show and like loving the actual characters but at the time it was like that was this this big kind of edict from the network was like a big get a big star to be on it you know it's just i feel like it's such a like old old idea of what television is but anyway it makes for fun viewing now i remember running into rob reiner like before he and I was like, and my mom went to college with him and they were, they did improv like troop together. Uh, and, um, and he was like, oh, like he, he was aware of the show and he was like, oh, they were asking me like if maybe I could come and direct some. And I was like, oh my God, like that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But then when like it came up that we were looking for, you know, my dad, I just feel like, you know, the fact that he, like, just knew of the show and was, like, aware of it, I was, you know, it kind of maybe, you know, gave, gave us a little bit of a, an edge to get a yeah. legend. If we had, uh, I think, like, if he said that they approached me about directing it, it was, he definitely passed because we would Because <laughs> <laughs> we definitely would have hired him to direct it. Yeah. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go! Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously? Every... I'm your person. Every... Now we dance it out. Every... McDreamy? Every... McSteamy. Every... Grace Ever, now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Welcome to our show. Great question, by the way, Lauren. Thank you for that. All right, next up we have Paris. Hello, Hannah, Lamorne, and Zoe. I hope y'all are doing good. My name is Paris and I am from Texas. I have a fun question to ask all of you guys, but a little context. I found out recently that Jennifer Aniston ate the exact same salad for lunch on the set of Friends pretty much every single time she filmed an episode, which is just crazy because that is a lot of salads over the years. So I wanted to ask you guys, was there a favorite snack or a meal that you ate when you were filming New Girl, did you always have the snacker meal on hand? Was it in your trailer? You know, give me little details. I would love to know. Thanks. I just want to say this, just to jump right in. Okay, is I remember ordering lunch and then watching just bags of delicious food being delivered to Video Village. So, Liz, <laughs> what were you eating? What oh, yeah, the writers food? always what had way better you food. The writers had the best food. Yeah, you guys, guys had the best food. Let's, yeah, what were you, <laughs> Break it which down. restaurants were you ordering from? I don't even know how to answer this question. <laughs> 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 I think the better question is what did, didn't I eat while I was working out here? Um, Food was like my only like happy place. It's <laughs> so just Fair. like no, no, no. I was just like so. I was like so. Yeah, when you're a writer on a TV show, um, 
they the studio pays for your lunch um so like they're you know you order to like a local restaurant and they <laughs> bring lunch to you um and so the writer who was on set would often like order lunch with the other writers as opposed to like eating the the lunch on on set and i guess i apparently that has that created just years of resentment from, <laughs> from the well the food that we got was way not you guys always ordered from way better places than the like actors and crew were offered yeah, i had a lot of i had a lot of ihop orders a lot of I- IHOP. <laughs> being like you guys ordered from where it was like some mm-hmm. like very fancy yeah. <laughs> we were right by beverly hills so there was like a lot of very nice restaurants nearby i feel like we were mainly like ordering like salads from the commissary my food came from my food came from from sixth street downtown no and all shit was coming no from but there was downtown. a shift around <laughs> season three or four i think all of a sudden the menus got circulated to us and that was a big day and I will say, oh, there was a lot of salads then. A lot of very delicious salads that uh, started to turn up. Yeah, I but I mean, I do think, lunch. like, I feel like oh, sorry, food just becomes, like, I, I feel like food just becomes, like, this comfort thing. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, I, you know, it's, like, it's definitely, like, been said before, but it's really, there. It's ex- it's really exhausting making a network show, and, and the hours are very long, and, like, at least, you know, as a showrunner, there really wasn't a moment when... I wasn't supposed to be working or like supposed to be in some kind of meeting. Or you like deserved it. You something. were sleeping but- <laughs> on your couch in your yeah. office many I- nights. I don't think I've ever met a person that works harder than you, Liz. True. Um, yeah, I used to, <laughs> but um, but I, I guess like I do. I do feel like the the food kind of became this like I, I i believe that about jennifer anderson i don't know like it just like the food kind of becomes your like connection to like some sort of home or like routine where you're like oh like it's like i, I don't I, I don't know that was my feeling was like it was my one moment a day to like stop and actually like like sit and and eat and not work um which sounds so depressing sorry but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i i definitely like I definitely remember, you know, being really grateful to be able to, like, at least get some, like, good food in the middle of all the, like, stress and chaos. But um, that, I mean, I, I it's it's so interesting, like, on set, because I think there's, like, there's craft service. So, you, you know, like, I think everyone, like, has a favorite thing in from craft service that they go you know, go to for those moments. Yeah, what's of- everybody's favorite crafty snack? Cashews. Really? And those little, and those little Snickers. Salted? I, I remember nope. when Plain. you were getting shredded up for something, Lamorne, and then mm-hmm. you realized that the, like, pounds of cashews you were eating were maybe not the healthiest. <laughs> Because yeah. you were like, I'm just going to eat all these nuts. And you're like, I'm eating 9,000 calories a day. I didn't realize the cashews is, were doing me like that. Because here's what they don't tell you about cashews, okay? They're so tiny and they're so delicious, but they, they pack so much fat. You know what I mean? And you think, oh, I, I'm going to have a couple handfuls a day that I should do it. No, but if you're trying to, if you're trying to reduce calories, your caloric intake 
It's not happening. The cashews will they really de- fuck you up. Abs are made in the kitchen. Abs are made in the kitchen. They definitely do tell what? you that about cashews. <laughs> they do. They do tell you. It's like one of the things they say about cashews. They've got a little chart. It's in, in the, the marketing packet. Yes, they're so tiny. Um, they're so tiny, the cashews. They're like this. They're like this. You know what I mean? They and you are think tiny. A handful, but there's um, so much fat in there. You were so sad. You were like, Hannah, these nuts have betrayed me. Yeah. What's your? What was your favorite snack, Hannah? Ooh, I think initially, uh, I remember rolling up to Crafty and I must have eaten 10,000 bags of Cheez-Its in that first year. But then it shifted into realizing that we could get apples and peanut butter. And then I realized that that I'm just a little kid when I go to set. All I want is apples and peanut butter and Martinelli's apple juice. That's okay, it. I don't want the apple juice, but I would have a. I like a green apple with like green. natural peanut butter, and Granny I like Smith. like just a little bit of peanut butter, and you like dip the apples in, and then right. you know it's like kind of filling and satisfying. Yeah, that's that's right. what I discovered. Here's what I discovered going, later. You know, mm. I discovered apples and cashew butter. Right, you gotta <laughs> let go of the damn nuts. <laughs> But you're the, you're you're a cashew fiend. Anybody knows me. You know I love nuts. If anybody who knows me, that's just been my thing. Stop yeah, it, Hannah. It's your Hannah, thing. Shut up. I said nothing. Hannah, shut up. You she said it all with anything. your own mouth and face. <laughs> you and those nuts. All right, Liz. What did you I like, used to get? I like how you're like. I like how you're like cashew butter. Like as if that changes <laughs> the fact that they're like full of like no butter for. It's on an apple, right? It's on an apple. So I figured the acidicness of it's the, healthy. <laughs> healthy a chemical reaction uh, happened in your belly to make it less fattening well, i am not a smart man <laughs> not, never said i was liz what was yours when you would sneak over to crafty i mean i i i don't know i i like definitely feel like i just just ate endless amounts of snacks so i don't even remember but um i like i i i just remember like a lot of like coffee and like mm. you know just like pounding coffee and trying to stay awake but we're trying to get um, a snickers sponsor just say snickers <laughs> oh my god i love snickers <laughs> i do i, I genuinely a- love snickers i mean who doesn't uh, I, I, I like to just like trailer. dip. I like to dip some uh, Snickers into some cashew butter. That's my that's <laughs> my coffee, way of right? losing. That's how I lose weight. It's just Thank Snickers you, and cashew butter. Thank you. Secured that one. Secured the bag on that. Thank you very now, much. Now Snickers is sponsoring us. I would say we all agree, right? We would all read ads for Snickers. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we basically that just would be did. totally fine. The cashew Snickers. We, that's a, that's, we didn't that's even get paid for that. And we, um, we, I need <laughs> to ask you, Liz, one question before we end this very detailed recap of our season finale. Who came up? You, you might not remember, but try. Who came up with this idea to uh, put me on a rocket oh, with God. that man? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... Like, was that okay? I, I, like, I, like, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Like, I think like the reason that we really went for it was because we wanted Schmidt to be. We needed something that would really like make Schmidt feel insecure. So it was like, how do we kind of, you know, I don't know. A lot of those like jokes in the early seasons, I think they were like supposed to be making fun of, of you know, over sexualized ads, but then at the but then you're like then you're just like on a rocket, Hannah. So like <laughs> then I'm making an over sexualized scene on TV. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't know. I don't know if we like 
uh, our post, 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 post feminist uh, take on that actually <laughs> came, came through. But um, yeah, I mean, it was like we needed like we needed to make Schmidt feel really insecure. So that was like I, I don't remember. I, I don't think I came up with it, but I, I maybe I'm like passing the buck off to like somebody else. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it looks like a dick and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I didn't even clock that in the rewatch. I just remember being like, what? Bizarre. There were so many bizarre photo shoots that Cece had to do, especially in those first couple years, that they were um, a wild experience to do. Let's just put it that way. I was like, wow, could you really have to do it? But the good thing was, because it could have gone another way of like trying to make Schmidt jealous which would be to have no, right, right, goggles, right, yeah. Mick, hard body, like, do, you know what I mean? Do something yeah. or be weird. And that's where I would say it's so important to have women who create shows and run shows and be at the top because I was never put in a position where it felt weird like that. And if yeah, it, if I, I love mm-hmm. that you I love that you pivoted from you had to sit on a rocket to like, thank God we have women in positions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pivoting. I'm taking this couch and I'm getting it down the stairs. Liz, thank I'm you. taking you with thank me. You. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I'm like, I don't I don't know if I would do that now. But uh, thank yeah, you for, for saying that. Yeah. I had a problem. Um, had a big, Lamorne. big problem with it. In, in, in a later it. season, we probably would have put Lamorne on the rocket. Yes, <laughs> definitely. You did but have Lamorne say he has thick thighs and a fat ass, though, way out in the yeah. desert. Um, yeah. I made that up. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Oh my I'm gosh, like, yeah, that made me I don't laugh think, so hard. I definitely don't think we would have put that in a script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really made me laugh. And now that I know that it's you, it's going to make me laugh harder. Um, I was I feel, like, I, my okay. first thing was, no, he doesn't. I do. I definitely do. Uh, That's something I've always known about myself. I got cakes. <laughs> I, I, like, I All wanted right. to say, like, that something that we, like, didn't talk about in the recap that I feel like I have to talk about is the, like, white fang. The mm-hmm. <laughs> Schmidt. Yes. Like, Let's talk about white fang. Like, we, like, I don't. It was something that like came up in the writer's room and it was just one of those things that like made us laugh like so hard. Like, I don't know. And then I was so worried that it wasn't going to translate on set. But then I I mean, also, it's like he's acting like you're a dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 Back to your Can like I tell got, you like, a something? Bit, like crazy, but then I'm like, I, I don't know. It was one of those things on set that just made me laugh. Like it, it through all throughout the process, it made me laugh so 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 hard. And I don't know if it like if it translates like years later. But I well, <laughs> what gave you the most anxiety on set? Like because I I I you were saying like you were worried it wasn't going to translate. Would you say that like that was like a consistent worry, or were there certain things that like gave you? anxiety like over the course of the show I mean as a showrunner I I was like my job was often to like be the the negative Nelly sometimes you know it was just like like things in the writer's room where writers are suddenly like laughing so hard and like I kind of have to be the one who's like wait is that like true to character is like true to Mm. story or like is that something that like we think is really funny that is actually not funny and I just like always had to kind of like make those calls and like, I, you know, was definitely wrong sometimes. <laughs> like, I don't know. But like it was one of those like 
just like are people do people know what white fang is like what's like what, you know just like like mm. what is the sort of you know are they going to get it like is it too broad um this is like a really emotional moment for him is it too silly for that moment you know just those were the kind of things that i was like constantly like trying to yeah a lot of the times it was like how can we make sure that the emotion lands but then push it push it to a place of comedy but not lose the emotion i think that was one that's one thing like one thing magic superpower you have like as a writer is being able to um have an emotional moment play that is very you know true and sincere and then you'll like kind of undercut any any if it was gonna maybe be too sweet you you always just undercut it with like a little joke afterwards that makes it like that balances it out like there's always just a, a really great balance of the emotional and the and the humor in, in the show and I, I I definitely credit your sensibility um, I think that's like something you do just incredibly well and it, so it takes so much skill to do that. It does take a lot of skill. I'm very talented. Yeah. No, thank you. You are very talented. <laughs> I think I appreciate it. That's so sweet to hear, though. And we had such amazing writers, and obviously, like it's you guys, true. Were, we you, did. you guys were improving like so much in it. But I think like the like I that particular moment, I had the, that I just had that worry that I was like, this is too crazy. He's like saying he's he's calling after her like she's a dog and like this is the love of his life and like is this too crazy <laughs> <laughs> like, Hannah, do you remember that like, so I, like here's my memory of it so it was a long dusty day in the desert and i had a bit to do but not a ton to do and that white fang um go and get scene was <laughs> the last thing that we shot and it was just max and i so I think I honestly had gone back to my trailer and we had to wait for nightfall. Then we did the coyote thing first. So I was just, and I wasn't in any of that. So I was sitting in the trailer um, for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I think Jake must have not been in something either. And so I remember going to sit in his trailer and we were chatting and he had a bottle of Southern Comfort. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> and it was actually so, Johnny Walker Blue. <laughs> and I had a... I had a shot, I think, and we were just talking and it was just so weird because it was it that that night it was going to be over and it was like a still still felt like a total dream that I was somehow on this big American network TV show. And I was trying to think of this white fang scene, which felt really silly and fun. But then he said something really casually, kind of like, well, you know. Hope to see you in a few months and we get to do this again. And I went back to my trailer and then I went, oh, my God. It just hit me for the first time. We, this might be it. This could get canceled and we never do it again. Like, I don't know. It happens all the time to really good shows and you just don't know. And they have to wait another hour <laughs> or two and by myself. Oh and then I came out and there was Max, who I think is such a phenomenal actor. And he just knows how to ride that line of being so real in his hurt, um, but also and while he's saying silly stuff, but he can just do it. And it was so late and I was so exhausted <laughs> and it was cold and out there. And I just kept thinking, 
I could get this call saying that, you know, it's, it's over and it's done. And I started to cry. And I remember shooting that scene and it felt so real. Somebody just being like, it's over. Like, get out of here. We, we don't need you anymore. It's done. And that's how I truly, genuinely felt in it. When I wa- watched it last night, like it just reminded me of standing there really feeling like the the depth of somebody ending something with you when you're not ready yet. And I don't know. It was. It's funny that you have this anxiety of like, was it going to land and, and, and was it going to have the emotion behind it? And it was perfect. I was going to say, watching it, I was, hmm. I was so impressed by, by how silly the performance was mm. of Max. And yet <laughs> you managed to channel Denzel Washington from Glory with that one <laughs> single <laughs> tear. Two different no, circumstances I... for sure. But, you know, you know, we, if we all sing Glory, we it know what's going on It wasn't an ugly cry. It was a very was pretty a, cry. Pretty cry. Face. A, a Denzel tear. pretty cry. Yeah, No, one but tear. I mean, Hannah, like, Lamorne is a... Is a uh, Josh and you, but I really, <laughs> I think, unless you were thinking about Denzel Washington, I, was. I think about Denzel Th- Washington a, and Glory, and I cry no all idea. the time. That is a iconic <laughs> moment when Denzel is just standing there and he has one tear right in that moment, and Hannah does it, and the music timed perfectly, and then she walks up. I said, I could never get one. I, tear. I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, like, I think Hannah, you in that scene were the reason that, like it could work, you know what I mean? Because it was like you gave this, you know, it's less obviously like less flashy than like Max, like screaming get and stuff. But like the re- like you're like you're grounding and you did that so many times on the show, but like you're grounding kind of like emotional presence allowed, like allowed him to kind of like be silly in this way that like kept the tone going and kept it real. And I, I really felt that was a, such a beautiful performance in that moment. And like, obviously it's like, like I said, it's not the, it's not the, the actor who gets to kind of like do the, the, the silly <laughs> thing, but it's like the, it's the balance that makes the comedy work, you know? So I just, I don't know. Um, that was a, that was a great moment. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. And it's where I found like a real rhythm. I feel like with Max too, right. To kind of like, you could just like sit in it with him. And it set us up for the fact that we did get to come back again and again and again and again. Um, this has been really fun recapping this episode. Maybe when we finish season two, Liz, we're going to bug you again. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it, it, yeah. We would, we would, we would take you out <laughs> for ice cute. cream, Liz. <laughs> we would, we would this time. This time we'd owe you a a, a real, a real nice soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> a real treat. Really quick, did you find a bear, Hannah? And 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 Liz, oh yes, is I have to thing? ask you, Liz. Oh my gosh, I have to ask you. So every single episode, I've been doing. Where's the bear? Where's the bear? There is this big rumor going around. I know you know. Um, saying that there is a bear intentionally put somehow in every single episode, and there are websites dedicated to it and Reddit threads. Um, and I have hunted. I will say about like what sixty five percent of the time. There is some sneaky ass bear there. <laughs> so you have to now address this here on the spot. Tell me, I'm on a fool's errand. What's up with the bear? I mean, look, it's 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 never a fool's errand to look for a bear <laughs> in a, in every episode. 
You're going to keep me hunting. Oh, Bishop. Sure. Yeah, no, um, I, I definitely wasn't intentional. I do love, I do think that bears are like very funny. I think it's a very funny word. And I think it, like, I just remember in the pilot, Damon being like, bears! And like that, <laughs> just remember like that was like a really funny moment in the pilot. Um, I, yeah, I, it's, it was, you know, I, I hate to disappoint you. It definitely wasn't intentional, but if I, I think that like, like subconsciously there are probably like a million bears in the show because like, I, you know, like when you think something's funny or like a funny word, I think you just keep going for it. I always thought pants was a funny word. So I feel like there's like a lot of like pants. Like, Well, don't do that. Now season two, I got to look for bears and pants. You got to do that right now. All the time. You could Damn just it. switch. Change the course season now. Season two just is hunting for pants. I'm going to say there, I'm going to say confidently there are pants in every episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can't, believe we, I can't believe we never put Lamorne in, like, bear pants. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you would have had me with miss. no pants, you would have seen how hairy I am. And then it would have looked like bear pants, for sure. I don't shave. <laughs> I do not shave. Um, Liz, thank you very much. Yes. Liz, like thank you so much for coming oh, on. Please, please come back. Thank you please guys. play True American yeah. with us next time. Of course. Yeah. Thank will, you will guys you come- so much. Will you for, come back? For doing this. Yes, of course. And thank you oh for doing gosh, this. And like, amazing. also thank you for, thank you for, you know, obviously all the work you guys did on this show because it, it's the reason that, that anyone is still interested in it is because of you guys. And I just like, thank you so much for, and you. for everything. Bears. Oh, we love you. Bears. Bears. <laughs> You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl recap podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre DeRita. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.